in John chapter 4 on page 1008. And we're starting at verse 27. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you. And this reading follows the, the time when Jesus had just met the Samaritan woman by the well. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way towards him. Then verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank you, Val. As, we, as we're standing, we'll just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that through your Son, you have given us a story to tell. And we pray that you'll bless us as we think about the transforming power of testimony. Amen. I wonder, could somebody dim the lights as we sit down? Thank you. Thank you for Mal for telling us that um, we're at the end of that quite long and very interesting story in John's Gospel about Jesus and his conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, if you could have your Bibles open on page 1008, there is a very interesting end to this story and it's all about the woman and her testimony. So. This is our sermon series. This is what we're all about. Belonging, believing, becoming, transforming. We can see our lives, our town, and our world being transformed by the power of God's love in Jesus Christ. That's a great statement of faith, is it not? John Newton was a slave trader a convert to Christ. He became a campaigner against the slave trade, a clergyman, and the composer of the hymn Amazing Grace. He wrote at the age of 46, I am not what I ought to be, nor what I wish to be, nor what I hope to be. Yet I can truly say I am not what I was. 
and acknowledge by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am not what I was. We are changing and we're not there yet, but by the grace of God, his stuff goes on in us and God works in our situations and in our hearts. Sharing this is testimony. We're looking at the transformative power of things that Christians do, and today it's personal testimony. So I'm gonna help us consider what testimony is. Look briefly at the testimony of the Samaritan woman in the gospel passage we heard just now. Think about testimony in our own church. What we mean when we say, it's good for me and it's good for you. And then today, we'll have time to think, what is my own personal testimony at the moment? And there will be an opportunity for one or two of us to share testimony. That's what we're going to do. And don't forget, all this is in the context of us growing and becoming and being changed by Christ's life in us. So, testimony. At communion, Steve or Fabian say a Eucharistic prayer as they consecrate the bread and wine. There are different, <coughs> excuse me, there are different versions. We use different ones throughout the year. In prayer D, there is a kind of refrain. The priest says about Jesus, this is his story. And we reply, this is our song. But halfway through, have you ever noticed what happens? This is his story becomes, this is our story. His story breaks into our story, like a kind of story mashup, so that we can't really tell our own story anymore without talking about God's bigger story, because we now belong to it. He's in us, and we're in the story. Sharing my testimony is a way of telling how God's story is becoming part of my story. More and more, hopefully. Does that make any kind of sense to you? I am not what I ought to be, not what I w wish to be, nor what I hope to be, yet I can truly say, I am not what I was, and by the grace of God, this is where I am. I had another go at trying to put this into words. Testimony is me telling you what he has been doing in me. Me telling you what he has been doing in me. I know it's not very elegant, but I was just trying to put it in a nutshell. It starts and ends with me because it is my testimony, but it's about him and what he is doing. So testimony should point to God. It's not just me telling you about myself. I mean, it is me telling you about myself, but I'm pointing to God. And it's not the only way to share my faith. It's not the only way to talk about God, but it is a powerful way because it's personal. 
the Apostle Paul did this. His testimony of how Jesus met him on the road to Damascus appears three times in the book of Acts. He tells the story to different people, including a king. Or I thought also of another person. This person's also in the Gospel of John, just like the Samaritan woman. He was a young man who had been born blind. Jesus healed this young man, but then he and his parents got into hot water with the Pharisees. They were brought in to give an account of what really happened. The Pharisees believed he was faking it. This is all in chapter 9. He couldn't have been born blind because Jesus couldn't actually have done that. Because Jesus was a blaspheming sinner, they thought. And this young man, whose parents bottle it and say nothing to do with us, and who doesn't yet understand who Jesus really is, says to the Pharisees, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know. I was blind, but now I see. I'm telling you what he has been doing in me. Even if I don't yet have the full picture. If you read that story, Jesus goes back to make sure that young man did get the full picture. Then he had an even better testimony because he became a believer. Sometimes a person's testimony just gushes out. The woman at the well in our gospel passage was a gusher. We didn't get to hear the whole story, but believe me, that woman talked. But at this point, leaving her water jar by the well, she went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I've ever done. She was so full of what happened, she didn't even pick up her water jar. One thing I noticed about all these three examples, Paul, the young man born blind, and the woman at the well, none of them went looking for Jesus. They were all found by him not the other way around. Their testimony is not, I found this man. I found out all about him. Now I am telling you. It's actually the exact opposite. This man found me. He found out about me. He did something for me, even when he knew the kind of person I was. That is a powerful testimony. So here is the woman at the well. In a rather sweet medieval illustration, kind of tells us everything we need to know about her. Can you see what she is doing with her leg? She's got it up in a not very demure way on the well. <laughs> And the disciples behind Jesus, the two behind him, sort of, whoa, don't, don't look, don't look. Um, she's out at the well, completely the wrong time of day, because it's midday. She's out in the midday sun. <clears throat> All the respectable people are at home. She's not respectable. 
which is what my nana might have called a lady who's probably been round the houses. <laughs> Come to think about it, um, Jesus is out at the wrong time too, isn't he? So what's going on? Then he breaks some taboos by talking to her, although she's Samaritan. That's bad. Or, and she's an unaccompanied woman. That's worse. And she's an unaccompanied woman who's been round the houses. That's worst of all. And in the Gospel account, there is this fascinating conversation between them out in the midday sun, like a game of tennis between two feisty opponents. But then there is this moment that unlocks it when Jesus says to her, why don't you go and get your husband and come back? But I don't have a husband. Eyelashes flutter, you might imagine. And Jesus says, you are absolutely right. You don't have a husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands and the man you are now with isn't your husband at all. What she thought was a chat-up line becomes the moment when Jesus cuts through to her reality. That is what she ran to share back at the town. That is why she left the water jar and raced back to tell everyone, he knows all about me and he still talked to me. If you have your Bibles, we should just look at what happened when she got back to town. It begins at verse 39. Don't forget, this is a woman who got her water at noon when the well was deserted, probably because of her bad reputation to avoid people. But now she's believed. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever done. And she's the reason Jesus comes to the town. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. And at the end, she's almost praised. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Testimony was good for her, and it was good for them. What did they say? Thanks to you, we went to him. We know it for ourselves, and we have become believers. That was the power of her testimony. In our church, we say that sharing our testimony is good for me and it's good for you. It's good for us. And in our services, we make room for it, like we will today in a little while. It's part of our values because it bears witness to God and builds us up in encouragement. And testimony spreads like it did in the gospel passage one woman's testimony became an invitation to many to come and see. And it gives glory to God. Don't forget, testimony starts with me, but it always points to God. It tells the good news 
in a way people can immediately relate to. I can identify with what you're sharing. Even if I can't understand it fully because it's your experience, I can feel connected with what you're saying. So it can be a bridge between us, Jesus, and other people. So his story becomes my story, becomes your story, becomes our story. All these things are good for us. Sharing my own testimony can help me know myself better too and see more clearly what God is doing or what he has been doing. Maybe it is an answered prayer. Maybe it's a fruit of the Spirit which is finally beginning to grow in me. Thank God. Maybe it's thanks for a blessing. Or maybe just looking back and seeing how God was there in that tough time. I don't have to create a perfect story to share in order to help God out. An honest testimony which doesn't need to embellish things or tie up loose ends or gloss over difficulties. That has a great deal of power. Now last week Chris spoke to us about a time when God prompted him to work for two years in a really tough situation, a rehab center. This time was both important to him and difficult for him. He said sometimes he felt he had to nail his feet to the floor to keep himself from walking out of the door. Do you remember? But he also saw how God used that time and changed him through the experience. So that is a real, honest, and humble testimony. Testimony is me telling you what he has been doing in me. And when we do this together, we encourage each other. So let's think, what has God been doing in me? What might I feel able to tell you so I can spread his story among us? Let's think about it. Let's take a couple of minutes of quiet and then I will invite anyone who wants to share to come forward. <laughs> 